This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you're not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Only Friends podcast. And welcome back, Melissa. She's back. There she is. This is all it took. Just mm-hmm. uh, a world full of tea. Mm-hmm. I know. You, you bring the tea, I'll be here. And I, I'm wearing the Landon's blanket today. Did you? I, I you realized, know that's a Steeler blanket. Did you purposely turn that inside go out? Go yeah, go Bucks. Uh, yeah. I really- different, different teams, same city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you tomato, turned, tomato. You didn't. You turned that inside out on purpose. Oh no, I didn't. Is yeah. it actually? Well, I, so the reason I'm, I have this on because I wear sandals today, and I no free feet. You know <laughs> no I mean? free feet. Right, exactly. You got to pay for that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you have oh a link. You have a link to, um, for, for, to go. What, What's that thing? Wiki feet. That's what Nikki said. She said she'll make me a wiki feet. Wiki feet. This is uh, wikifeet.com slash poo dog. We should make one for Berkey. <laughs> I do have it's very like, attractive feet. Okay, that's weird okay. though. Don't, don't, I don't say know that about, about that, yourself. Man. I, I saw Look. the cheese grating going on. Oh, yeah, on at the, the cheese uh, grating. And then we have the, a mug um, at the house of your ripped toenail. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The toenail's yeah. not doing me any services, but it grew back. It's, uh, it's healthy. It's been at least a year since it fell off last. Okay. So you so got I'm, a brand new nail. Yeah, I got a brand new nail. It's new sparkling clean. Yeah, I think. I think we're doing good. You know, you know what uh, is particularly nice about my feet? I don't grow hair on them. That's I th- I, weird. I, think, I do. What the fuck? I get them lasered, but yeah, I grow hair on my feet. Wow. On my well, everybody has a little bit of hair. Everybody. You don't grow any hair on your feet? I have like You're three hair. You're a very hairy man, though. No, I have like three hairs on my big toe. That's it. Yeah, I, I have those too. And on my middle and my third You're toe so, and on the top of my foot. So high T. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but... Remember I sent that thing when it's like your the distance between the difference between your your first finger and your ring finger it's like if you have a shorter uh, you, yeah, you said that, and then everyone ring- posts the pictures where, <laughs> yeah. where it's like that. And I'm like, I think that's just how the human anatomy no, is. Like, no, no, no. I don't know. Some, that some has are way it. longer than others. So mine is like there's a big. Mine's much shorter than my ring finger, which yeah. means that there was I was ex- probably exposed to more testosterone in the. Interesting. World. Interesting. Yeah, mine are mine are about the same size. Like we're all just like looking at it. <laughs> yeah, everyone at home is like, hmm. oh my goodness, oh my goodness. We have so much to talk about. We have a whole tea party. <sighs> yes. To uh, mm-hmm. to discuss before we get into yeah, all the these, Mad Hatter. Before we get into all these wonderful conversations, uh, we have two things to bring up. Number one, there's a new episode of Poker Out Loud out. Mm-hmm. Episode three, season nine. All of your favorites are going to be there. It's going to be myself, Ewan, Landon. Espen, the, Espen champ. the champ. He's there. Um, who else was on day one? Ah, uh, two other people. Matt Hunt, Matt Hunt was there. Yes, That's right. Of course. How can we forget Matt? How can we forget Matt Hunt. He'll be back on Wednesday to do a uh, strat chat with Matt. Yep. We're gonna have a lot to talk about now that uh, Airball is a little deflated. <laughs> uh, and the second thing is something big happened this weekend for the old Buckos. Bucks. A lot of things happen for well, Buccos. But. We're not talking about W's we're, in the. We're talking about feel good stories. We're talking about feel good stories. There's a real human mm-hmm. moment. Melissa, even you're going to enjoy this one. Yes. Okay. This man, is it Dave Maggi? Drew. Drew Maggi. Dave okay. Matthews. Drew. Dave Matthews <laughs> Dave, got Dave called Matthews. out. <laughs> okay. Good, good start. Okay. It's 13 years in the minor leagues. Wow. Uh, 1,100 games in the minors. Real grinder. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Berkey would do it if just, he could. Unsung I, hero. I would 100% do it if I could. Literally <laughs> just seems like he has no chance at the major league dream. Uh-huh. He gets called up by the Pirates last week. Okay. Oh. The That's best team in the league, the right? Best, the second best team in the league right now. Best in the National actually. League. You guys yeah. are doing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't normally, I no. think, no. right? No, nope. no, nope. The, the Pirates are in first place and the Yankees are in last place. So what? we're in some sort of bi- bizarro world that's going Mars on Mars right is in now. retrograde you know why? or some shit. It's because they don't have Hideki Matsui anymore. That's it. Uh, that is true. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Uh, so <laughs> Maggi gets called up, which is already a big deal in and of itself. He's never had a major league plate appearance, right? right? They're blowing out a team last week. I think it was the Dodgers. It was the Dodgers. Yeah, they that were, looks like an accountant. Yeah, he they were look up, like, he looks course. like he's fucking... <laughs> they were up 7-2. to two. He doesn't even look like a baseball player. Well, uh, but they were up 7-2. to two, And yeah, we thought like, okay, well, here, here's his shot. He's going to get in. Yeah. And then the old Dodgers come all the way back and doesn't get his shot. Right. So the next day, they're blowing the Dodgers out. He finally gets a plate appearance. He gets up there and he takes a real crack at one. Rips one foul, mm-hmm. strikes out. No big deal. Oh. They start him the next day. Oh. So now he gets his first major league start oh. over. Bad. That's bad. That's bad. No no hits. Still no major league. Right. I mean, so, what's, so the okay, whole... so I thought this was going to be like an epic thing. Oh, right. right. Oh, don't you well, they, don't They you didn't worry. give up on him. He gets, he gets uh, sent down for assignment on Friday, but the Pirates get rained out. So now they have a double header the following day, and they get to carry an extra two men on the roster. So they keep him up. Squeaked in. Squeak him in for one more right. game. They blow the Nationals out. So he gets to come in in the seventh inning. Comes up. First major league hit. Wow. Gets a second at bat in the ninth. Double. Yes. And an RBI. And an RBI. I think he got the RBI on the first hit. Maybe. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. But isn't that like what he's supposed to do? Well, I mean, the thing is, is like... It's just because he's like... He has six career major league at bats. Yeah, so like he, he was like in double A. He wasn't even in triple A, which is like the one step from the majors. He was in double A. So he's not... Yeah, he's not like... Wait, so how did he get on the team? So he's... The reason he... like so okay, like a mistake. Well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> so um, uh, Brian Reynolds, um, our uh, outfielder... Brian Reynolds, Dave Bri- Matthews. That's right. <laughs> Brian Reynolds, newly, uh, newly contracted, extended Brian Reynolds... Um, had a, I guess it was a death in the family. So he was on the bereavement list. So, uh, so he had to, he had to, you know, attend the funeral or whatever. So you get to bring somebody up and they just thought they found like an opportunity, like, Hey, this guy's been here forever. He's, he's, he's paid his dues. Yeah. Right. Right. Let's, you know, here's an opportunity. He's not going to be on the team very long. It's only going to be a couple of days. And then it ended oh, so up. So now, so he's done. Oh, now. he's done. So he's done. Yeah. They oh, sent okay. him back. Well, he's that's gone. the thing. They sent him back down. <laughs> Right, like his and life has changed. Like he was, he was gone. The, the 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 most amazing thing about this whole thing is that he was gone, right? Because and he was never going to get his hit. I mean, he did get a couple of bats. He was like, ah, wish you could have got him a hit. And then the just from the heavens, the rain comes, and then the game gets rained out. If that game doesn't get rained out, he's just down to the minors, never to be seen again. Right. But instead, it got rained out, so they did the double okay, header, so, so they he could only keep had him a there. small window to really like right. shine, right. exactly. and he yeah. did it. Yeah, yeah. finally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now he's gonna he's gonna retire. Now he's gonna go back to accounting. Right. And, he's gonna go. You know. He's gonna retire. At, State Farm as a as a um uh, you know having a th- a three thirty three average in the major leagues. That's right. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. Pretty damn mm-hmm. good. Speaking of uh, feel good stories, uh, WPT Florida is kicking off. The main event is getting down to day three. I think they're down to 100, like 106 coming okay. into the day. Yeah, they play down to sixteen. Okay, yeah, but more importantly, an event came to a conclusion. 
The one and only jolly old St. Nicholas. Santa Claus out there shipping events. Uh, my man, what the fuck is his name? Jerry? I don't know. I'm not going to put any respect on Dave. Dave. I think it's Dave. He he looks like a fucking Dave. David Claus. (laughs) David Claus. Uh, Mrs. Claus is not happy with him. I he, mean, Santa is like wild when he's on his off season. Yeah, he's what just he out, doing? he's out here causing ruckus and uh, and and starting a convo. So, all jokes aside, uh, one man entered the ladies' event not once, not twice, but thrice yeah. times, and uh, he unfortunately won it. Yeah, for not a ton of money. I think the bounties probably helped that. Yeah, I I would imagine so. I mean, when there's twenty one hundred real dollars dead in the middle, yeah, and only only the person against him can win it, right? That definitely changes strategy a bit. It's like having everyone else having a bounty hand except mm-hmm. you. Like yeah, everyone's just kind of playing crazier, probably. Yeah, that's the way uh, Bay One Hundred One used to be. They would do the shooting stars event, and uh, they would bring out a hundred shooting stars, so every table would have one. And at first, it was a 10K bounty on their head. You would get a full buy-in nice. back. Yeah. And every year, it would like decrease. Uh-huh. <laughs> like by the end, it was like a $2,500 bounty or something like that. I thought, it was, still, I thought it was a 5K like a tournament. It was a 5K card. bounty. Towards the end. Uh, it wasn't was a, always a 5K buy-in? No. It was, it was a 10K for gotcha. many, many years. Um, so, yeah, I, I imagine that the bounty probably hurt more than helped as far as uh, getting him knocked out of the event. But what do you think about... Uh, I saw you were a little vocal on Twitter. What are your thoughts on <laughs> on a man winning a ladies' event? I just think he was allowed to enter the event, so that means that there's a probably a better way to facilitate, you know, the social goal of a ladies' event. Like, yeah. it, it's like I don't know. I just feel like the the way it, it is designed sort of incentivizes the asshole attention grabby types. Like they know they're gonna be bothered by like like uh, they're gonna bother a bunch of women and they're gonna get shamed for it and they like that they feed off that. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like gives them a way to do that. When in like if you just want a social event, just hold like a cash game. You have a much more freedom over who's allowed to play and who isn't. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, I I see like a lot of a lot of people responded and I see like I I'm not like I'm right and that's it. Like I feel like I I'm open to being wrong or to changing my opinion on it. I just think that like it's sort of weird to get so angry at, at a man who was allowed to enter a tournament and and win the tournament he was allowed to like buy into and it's just yeah. like that we should be mad at the way it's run instead of like I don't know. I mean, I think both can be yeah, true. Yeah, right? I mean, both can be he's true. obviously like, a dickhead. He, he's a, yeah, he's the asshole for doing Like, he didn't have to do it, Like, but there are rules in place that allow him to do it, so we should address that as well. Right. Like, my whole thing is just that, like, this social pressure thing isn't going to deter people like that. They're going right. to... There'll always be it. some, yeah. He almost, like his face is all over Twitter. We're talking about it right now, yeah. and maybe that's what he, he wanted that. all yeah. in the end. Yeah, yeah. Santa. Yeah, he's, I, he's, he's, he's Santa Claus. Like he doesn't get enough publicity. Right, in I know. Like fucking Santa. Guy. Like you, you have a whole goddamn <laughs> month dedicated to Talk you. Talk about war on Christmas. And you're so selfish. You have to make the latest event about you too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that, I, I think that people speaking out about it is important because it does draw attention. Like, yes, you're right. We're, we're shining maybe the wrong light 
on the event itself and uh, giving this guy a, a platform only it for every ladies event that there's a man enters like it, they become yeah. the center of attention no you're you're 100 percent right is, it, is this like really someone like usually there's a guy that enters like yeah, every the time wsop had a guy i mean it, it ended up being like he was well they they changed the rules where you have to pay ten thousand. yeah right? so he did and he did pay the ten thousand. Yeah, which i think is i think nobody would have a problem with no that. because it's like you're not winning at a 10x markup right. but like there's a um there was like a reason why I forget, and everyone was sort of okay with it. He was but well, everybody were still wasn't. Mad. No, they weren't. Was okay they weren't okay with it. Course, with it but there was yeah, like a reason that he, he was trying right? to say that he was doing it like on behalf. I, I can't remember. It was he like, like going to donate everything. on behalf of his family or something like that. But like, yeah. Anyway, there's other ways. To, there's other ways. Yeah. Just donate. Any, <laughs> right. Just donate uh, to the prize pool. Anyway, like I, I think that like there is some positives of um i guess like publicly speaking out on this type of stuff still even though we are platforming this guy first it's like it does still draw attention to the fact that like you know there was a well-run ladies event that got pretty good numbers in florida and these things are picking up steam which is always great mm -hmm. um and secondly even though it's not going to deter somebody like santa from entering uh, it is going to deter other people that just like think it's a funny meme. Yeah. Right. So like Landon tweeted something to the effect of uh, overheard by Santa bro. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if I identified it as a woman uh -huh. and won this event? And I think that, I mean, when push comes to shove, like uh, I think the cash game ideas are a great idea. Uh, and I think the tournaments scale better. Like it's easier to just get 25 dedicated tournament tables to ladies only or whatever. Um, but I think that the biggest issue, and we're going to see this more and more now that identity politics are becoming such a hot button issue, is that it's impossible for the operator to make these calls. It's it's almost going to be an unenforceable. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the the more the more we acknowledge gender fluidity and uh, accept the fact that um, you know there are plenty of non-binary people in this world. Now, like what Jeez. you present as. <laughs> isn't even really all that relevant uh you know we saw that the, there was like a bit of a falling out with uh i think it was a wsop circuit event that was running a ladies event and um maybe it was in florida i can't recall it's uh, hard to take you seriously. that's fine you. We're, we're just me and chance are just having a good conversation here um <laughs> <laughs> like where is he going uh, where's the end point he's be on your head soon he missed cat. me uh but i think that their rule was <laughs> that it was uh <laughs> i think their rule was it was based off of what your driver's license sta yeah. sta stated or whatever um which from an operational standpoint it's like what more can you do like this is a very reasonable thing mm -hmm. but you know i understood the the community pushback also uh i believe it was ariel who was the one that was being shut out where it's yeah. like okay yeah so like my state won't accept that i identify See, I as a female i didn't even know that yeah. they really checked that i mean somebody had like there because i thought that it was technically like allowed for men to enter it was just i think that they also were doing the 10x thing Oh, okay. If I recall. Right. Well, I, or maybe I'm making an assumption because it's WSOP. I was, I was under the impression that the reason they had to add the 10X thing was because of gender discrimination Correct. laws. Yeah. But how is it not gender How does the, the 10X buy-in not factor in, like, fall into that? Umbrella? It's a good question. You know? I, imagine, I imagine it's very similar to, like, ladies' nights laws. Okay, yeah. Right? Okay, that Where, makes sense. So what, what they're actually doing, they're, they're not charging 10X. $10. Yeah, they're not actually charging 10X to the man. 
they're it's right. it's they're reducing it. Right. It's okay. a ten thousand dollar buy in. Oh, okay. If you're a lady, you get a you I get a, you get a nine thousand yeah. dollar discount. Yeah, they're actually. reducing it ninety percent for is, yeah. for women. Okay. Um, There's always some sort of like loophole. It has to, it's the like law, a silly right? like you just have to like find the loophole. But yeah. that's what I that's sort of what I mean. Like I feel like there has to be a loophole or a way. Like he, sh it's if it's a ladies' event, there should be some sort of barrier in place so that you can't just get these memer Santa Claus dudes right. like, entering. Well, I think that's kind of the biggest issue at hand, right? Is that uh, we're both trying to be um, mindful to to the to the disenfranchised groups that aren't being included in in the space, which is non males. Yeah. Uh, so let's just you know label it that. Um, but at the same time, we're trying to be very inclusive because that group of quote unquote non males doesn't just it isn't just restricted to females. Yeah. Right. And that's where it becomes impossible from the operational side. So it's like, how do we actively go about growing such events? Like, you know, these women's events that, that we just saw take place at WBT. If there isn't really an enforceable way outside of social pressure, because social pressure, you're right. It's not going to work. There are just too many people. Who, it fuels people like that. Well, especially like, like it's a attention. divisive topic, right? Identity yeah. politics. I, I shouldn't I shouldn't necessarily say identity politics because that that's maybe being a little bit reductive like that's that's just more so like uh you know what you align with but yeah. mm -hmm. uh when when it comes to the the great gender debate of 2023 let's call it uh there are just like a lot of people who are trying to take a stance especially we just saw this recently with uh with trans athletes yeah and and you know how much was spoken out about uh if you're biologically born a certain way you just shouldn't be able to compete in uh physical sports against the inferior uh i'm gonna get shit for saying yeah that, right. but, well, it's, but it's, it's just like we're talking about right. physicality just, right right yeah it's a strength yeah we're, we're, we're talking about sheer physicality mm -hmm. we're not talking about inferior that, that's sort of what right. makes it not a one-to-one -one comparison with poker because there isn't that strength discrepancy i find it strange to see that and i would love to know uh uh, maybe I should talk to Shahadi about this sometime on or off the record, but it's very curious to me. And I don't know much about chess or the chess world. Why is it segregated? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I honestly feel like I don't know how it works in chess really. And I think there's like leagues, right? Or something. Well, there's open events. I think it's very similar to like golf. Oh, okay. Uh, where it's just like open tournaments and there's a ranking system of sorts. Okay. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, like, you know, and I'm sure this is just a byproduct of numbers. I'm sure that there are just many more men than women. Um, but I believe that, uh, uh, like, across the aggregate, the higher ELO scores tend to be male. And yeah. I imagine that's just a byproduct surely of number. Yeah. It's the only thing that makes sense, right? Because it's a mind sport. Clearly, there's no difference between uh, your, your gender. It's why in this the, the female all-time money list confuses me. Like mm -hmm. women's leaderboards confuse me, poker. I don't really understand. I mean, I, I've I read some of the arguments for them, and it's sort of just like for visibility of um yeah um like a minority group in poker. But in that case, like there should probably be a lot of other leaderboards, right? There, women aren't the only minority. That is group in that poker. is kind of weird, right? It's like because uh, I I I I actually think that they're a good thing because they do shine a light on people who are otherwise like maybe kind of lost in the shuffle yeah but imagine how crass it would be to have like uh an african-american leaderboard or yeah, well, an that, asian leaderboard. That that was, right yeah, yeah. Remember, right yeah 
it's just like, say, it's, like it's kind of like, Asian yeah. American chip mm-hmm. stacks in WSOP main event. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, right. Like it just shows no, it shows no tact, and it is it is very strange because we're just so we're so bad at uh, being inclusive. I know. Like that's that's just really what it boils down to. Like we're so bad as a society as a whole of being inclusive that like when we see those that are a bit disenfranchised, our way of thinking that we can do a better job of bringing them in is singling them out yes more. exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. It's precisely like, it's like mm-hmm. oh let's like it's just it's more it's it separates i don't like the separation like it's not a different game for women or men same game you know right it's, we're mm-hmm. competing against each other right it's not like we're competing in different you know it's so it's like i just don't really for me the the leaderboard thing doesn't make I don't get it. It seems antiquated to me. I, I just, I, I, it probably is. I don't know. But it just, you know, it last get, woman, woman standing kind of stuff. Yeah, too, like why are right? we singled out? Like yeah. I, I think it's, it just that part to me to is me, very it reductive. Just leads, yeah, right. it's, it feels infantilizing. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like, oh, like you don't get to be on the. Like, right. we'll just give you your own little trophy. Yeah, like, you're never going to win, so yeah. you have the last woman right. standing right. kind of thing. So it's it just, yeah. to me, it's... It, it is I a correction know. for right. the sheer numbers, though. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It, because it the, the, right. the fact of the matter is, if women only represent 2% of the community, it's Im- almost impossible for one of them to uh, just be the number one player in yeah. the world. Yeah, right. And, and not because they're not capable, but because there's just so just few. Right. Yeah, yeah, there's just so few of them that, like, for that talent to emerge is so low. Yeah, so that does make sense. Um... But yeah, I mean, it's a weird thing because uh, it does generate these hot debates then of, uh, you know, inclusion versus exclusion. And there's seems to be like nobody, nobody has it right. Even even people who are like very progressive and and liberal on the side of like, okay, like this is our center focus. We want to grow this particular group and try to make them feel more warm than welcome. And honestly, like, in my experience from the outside looking in, it seems like ladies events are remarkably successful at this. Yeah. I've yet to speak to no, a woman that wasn't like, these events are so comfortable. For sure. I feel like people sort of misunderstood what I was saying that like, I don't like ladies events, so they shouldn't exist. And it's not the case at all. I love ladies events. I yeah. think they're super fun. There's always snacks. Everyone's nice. Everyone's apologizing <laughs> every, every other second. <laughs> it's uh, all tea it's, all the time. Yeah, and it, there's a lot of gossip. It's fun. I mean, it's really fun, but I just think like the format of a tournament, there's nothing inherently useful about a tournament structure for a ladies event. And it just makes it harder to create barriers against Santa Claus types that want to enter. So I guess mm-hmm. like that's the final question then. Like, obviously it's a broken, it, it, it's a broken system so to speak in the sense that uh we can't keep out santa yeah and moving forward it's only going to get worse because there's going to be a small collective on the women's side that you know aren't going to be okay with a non-binary male right wanting to enter uh and then there's going to be a small collective on the male side that just wants to show uh the the hypocrisy of it all right and be santa do we just accept it as it is? Because I do think that it's growing the game. I do yeah. think that, largely speaking, it's welcoming women in. It's just we have these outlier scenarios that are shitty. I think we can accept it. But, I, I mean, I honestly feel like, yeah. I think because there's no right answer is why I felt so comfortable tweeting that. Because, yeah. like, there is no right answer. It's just my opinion in that mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, yeah. But I think... I don't think we need to do away with them. But I would like to see, like, how 
instead maybe like a cash game type of event like if it were to be able to become sort of a mainstay how that would do instead um, i think pairing the two together is really literally uh, you took the words idea. out of my mouth yeah. I, I think that, that's great because yeah. like to, to speak to berkey's point um the, the scalability like 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 yeah the cash game it's a great idea but like are you going to get a thousand women together for a cash game it's very right. difficult where yeah. the wsop right the, yeah. the, the ladies event always gets a thousand plus also yeah. the fixed wow, budget women, of, awesome. of mtts is really critical for any beginners yeah. regardless mm -hmm. of what right. gender you That's are mm -hmm. yeah yeah but, no, but if I you did pair them together now you have you have a, a lot of women maybe in town for, for this giant event and then now have the cash game along with it right, right. And I think that nobody uh, like minds that if I'm, I mean, they mind, but like a man entering with 10 X markup on himself is like, you know, I do think whatever. that's money, the best. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> think that's the best the solution. The day, we all want I the think money, that's right? Probably yeah. the best solution. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I just have an issue when it's like, there's no barriers and then we're just like left to like self police it. Like, right. I just know that's not going to work. Right. So yeah. it's like, there's always I mean, assholes out there. Unfortunately, yeah. like, the I just know that there's like, mm -hmm at least 50% assholes in the world. Yeah. So. No, it's, 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 it's very true. <laughs> that, but that's the thing. Just don't be an asshole. Like, yeah. Don't, don't, I mean, it's going to happen. Gonna but it's just like, like it's we like, just yeah. have to accept like, that oh, and try well, to work I, around it. Right. But you're like, I, you know what? I, I identify as a woman. So I'm there, but you don't like, okay. Like if you do identify as a woman, then you can play, but you just don't do it just because you can. That's yeah. just being I, do, I do think that that's kind of a narrative that gets thrown around too often by people who are, seeming to be uh trolling well well it seems like they're just like purposefully being obtuse yes. right whenever they make the argument that like uh trans athletes shouldn't be able to compete if they're going male to female yeah uh implying that you know men will just then start to identify as female to win athletic endeavors mm. pretty improbable right like it's pretty right. improbable but you, and i think that there's a there are I mean, I Guys don't know. There yeah, but there's a simple that, solution right. to yes. it. Like you could just you could just set. Uh, it's just like any other uh, athletic endeavor, right? They have baselines of what is a normal, call it testosterone level. Mm -hmm. So, like if if you're a trans athlete and you want to compete at the female level, then you just have to be below a certain okay. a certain market, right? Yeah. That just seems like a reasonable. That seems equitable that's actually, solution. I've, that's the most reasonable solution I've heard. Yeah. Personally. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you know, we, we are so rich with data yeah. at this day and age. And we, we have so many technological advances that like finding solutions that uh, are equitable to all parties and just lean on something that is measurable or tangible is always going to be the best way and unfortunately in poker like it's hard to do that in a lot of areas yeah right the, we do have to like self-police a lot especially from an etiquette standpoint yeah there's so much on the etiquette front that you just can't expect the operators to like rule with an iron fist over uh we've had this debate in the past but it's like there are a lot of situations where men and women alike are very willing to compromise the environment and the comfortability that they're playing in for their bottom line yeah. The 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 over the top bigoted drunk that's just saying like the awful worst things. Worst human beings are going to be the best for the game. All, I mean, rest always, your pockets. Mm -hmm. like. always, man. <laughs> it's just like always. And if you're lucky, they'll challenge you to heads up for rolls. Yeah, I mean, it's probably why like stoicism is very plus EV. Yeah, and that's something that I think I need the Berkey mindset course on because I get very like. A, 
I'm so I got to tell you, it, it, it requires a lot of years of punching holes in the wall and rocking back and forth with your knees between your legs while you're crying in your closet. But like eventually, you know, you get you over get the hump there. and you just realize it's just like, num it's just numbing, isn't it? Uh, honestly, uh, jokes aside, like I think a big part of it is somewhere between your 20s and your 30s, you move away from this mindset that the world revolves around me. Yeah. And you start to see it from a, a bigger picture point of view of understanding that not only does the world not revolve around me, but a lot of what feels like personal is, is generally just like a projection of yeah. somebody else's insecurities or, or issues that they're having. And they're, they're dealing with their own aspect of thinking the world revolves around them. Um, and in a competitive game, it's hard to hold that mindset because the pots matter. Yeah. Right. So you already have an emotional reaction to the winning and the losing aspect. And it's very difficult to remove yourself from like, why does this always happen to me? Yeah. The better of a relationship you have with variance though, the easier it becomes to understand like it's just a hand. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't chosen one way or the other and we'll move forward from it. Right. It's hard, man, especially when you don't like the people you're playing with. I, know, as, I don't know how you're able to do that. Like I, silence is key. Silence and I would get baited. I would get baited so bad. I know I would. <laughs> I uh, go ahead, Guapo. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say, as far as facilitating cash games, how do you keep guys from crashing that? That's a good question. Uh, I mean, casinos actually can pull this off because they offer private games. Right. That's what I was thinking. That was like sort of where my mind yeah. was going. You can it's control the more, list. The, yeah, the like, list. and it's like it's yeah. like a loose list. Like someone yeah. can show up and be added to the list. Exactly. But it's on the like it's more. It's less room. about who you say yes to, and it's more about who you say no to. Yeah. And as uh, far as a legal standpoint, the casinos can't get any backlash from that. No. Sort of so uh, they just charge. So like, if you and I want to go play heads up, we just pay two hundred dollars an hour, and we just go rent a table, and that's it. It's ours. We get to dictate who else plays. We get to dictate uh if we want anyone else to play etc so they can definitely work around it and they don't have to charge the high fee right like okay. that's negotiable uh if if they want to run like a ladies cash game and say like okay all these tables are private uh you know like let's say for the wpt one for instance i know jamie was one of the organizers it's like okay jamie it's on you uh you're the organizer you get to dictate who gets in these games and who doesn't uh so you're kind of the gatekeeper of it yeah. all it's a it's, Honestly, it's a big responsibility knowing that someone like jamie is the gatekeeper i don't think santa would even try santa right. won't for you sure <laughs> santa won't she'll be put in some awkward spots whenever a guy shows up who you know is basically like saying like look i don't identify uh as i present and she's gonna be in a weird spot where it's just like okay like i have to make a call mm -hmm. point flip but it's also one of those things where <laughs> pull out that random that random generator random <laughs> number generator yeah but i i, I personally Rule 99 you're in I mean, personally speaking, like, I think that, uh, I think offering the benefit of the doubt in those situations yeah. until proven otherwise is always worth a lot. Yeah. Right. Because they're, they're the ones putting themselves into an awkward social dynamic and you could just like kind of test the waters. It's like, okay, look, uh, totally fine. I respect your choice. We're going to let you come in and play. Just, just be sure to be open and honest with the table about it and, you know, carry on accordingly. Yeah. And I think that generally speaking, people of all walks of life can get along pretty well around this stupid card game uh, because we all have kind of the same interest, which is the pot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, yeah. A, there's a single driving force that everybody is, is kind of there to, uh, to, I, I guess like focus on. You won a few pots this week. I did win a few pots this weekend. My God. Um, We're getting close, aren't we? That yeah. magical number, that seven figure number. 
Yeah. Uh, As the match stands now, I believe you are up 660,000. So I came After, in up 309 and I won mm-hmm. I won 3 350 350 I believe you won 353 and you were up 306. So we're we're at 659. Okay. As far as I'll trust my uh, math is correct. I will trust the little manager yeah. on this one. There might be might be, you know, 659 plus or minus, point something, but yeah. Yeah, plus or minus 5k probably. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean yesterday was an absolute bloodbath. It was the first time I'd seen airball from weekend 1. Uh, since weekend one, but man, he was, he's reverting back to his old self. It's wild. I actually took my very first break in the entire match. Wow. I couldn't mm-hmm. hold it anymore. We were three hours in Wow! and no honestly, breaks. okay. Three hours in, he hadn't taken a break. He had not taken a break three hours in. Wow. And honestly, like, he must have been dehydrated. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I don't know. If he ordered any green teas either. Uh, I was holding off for so long to take the break. I was like, I'm just going to wait him out. Cause I had to piss so bad, but he was so tilted that I was like, I can't, I can't leave. Yeah. Like, I know how this ends. If I leave, he's going to take a 15 minute break and mm-hmm. gather himself. Yeah. Go get high somewhere and like come back. And, and I was just like, I'm just going to keep waiting. And we got to the three hour mark and the new dealer sat and I was like, okay, he's going to go. And then he deals <laughs> a hand and I'm like, fuck. You got to wear depends. I was like, all right. He's <laughs> like, Berkey has to wear diapers because he doesn't yeah. want his opponent to go off till. I'm like, I'm like, all right, enough's enough. Like, I, I can't hold it anymore. I got to go. So I, I go and I uh. run to the bathroom. I take my four minute break. Uh, and I don't think Nick knows how the break system works. So what it is, is whoever initiates the break, both parties get that time. Um, but the break ends at four minutes. And anybody who goes over that four minutes comes off of their allotted time. So you each get 24 minutes like a chess clock yeah. for breaks. Yes, exactly. So the I second I come back, I initiated the break, right? We both have a 4 minute window now. Uh the second that I come back, my clock stops and if he's not at the table, his clock now begins. Mm-hmm. So he wanted an extended break. I assume he went and got higher or whatever, but he sat at the table for my entire 4 minutes. And then as soon as I got back, he left for 10 minutes. Well, that's not smart. <laughs> like, bro, you can have a 15 minute break. What yeah. are you doing, man? Yeah. Like you do you, I guess it's fine. But yeah, he only took two breaks yesterday. Took two long ones. Uh, pretty sure he's he's back on the on the cabbage, if you will. Devil's lettuce. The devil's lettuce. The devil's lettuce. I, I think he's he's out there trying to calm himself down. But uh, yeah, yesterday went incredibly well. Um, I got every single bluff through that I can remember. I think I heard a call once in a small pot. That's nice. Um, really always a great session when uh all your bluffs get through we'll, yeah. we'll discuss a lot of the hands on wednesday but uh there were a few notable ones where i was just like this guy is on fucking monkey tilt right now um showed up in a three bet pot where i three bet aces bet flop and then check called check called or maybe i check called all three streets i think i check called all three streets and he just has five four offsuit mm. he it's didn't like, river the flush this time he, there, there was no flush to river man <laughs> 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 there was he had five four red mm. On uh on nine nine seven six yeah he had five he four had a red gutter, I guess oh yeah, he's open ended uh he was open ended yeah but it bricked out he had nine seven five, six four, four five six seven yeah uh all black and he just went bet 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 and I think I went call 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 uh so that one was fun there was another one where he showed up in a in a four bet pot uh was it a four bet pot. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, again, he just had like, you know, a weird offsuit hand. Uh, he three bet more yesterday than the entire match combined. 
Like he's definitely trying to gamble himself out of a hole, and mm-hmm. I'm fucking here for it. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, I mean, he did say that that's what you were gonna do. Usually, what he says is about. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, there was uh, a point where we were just trading fucking blows. Like we were just going at it. Uh, he had five bet me a couple of times, and this hand comes up where I I raised seven six or sorry I. Th- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I raise 7-6 on the button. He three bets. I have four bet. And then five bets like pretty small. So I call and the flop comes like 5-4 deuce. And I'm just like, oh my god, this is where it ends. This is I'm going to hit it three and he's going to have an ace and it's just going to fucking end yep. today. Because we were like 300k effective. Uh, he bets. I call. Turn is the 10 of hearts bringing back to our hearts. I have 7-6 spades. He bets again. I call. And the river's another 10. And he jams for like pot and a quarter and i obviously fold and he takes his hand and he goes fuck you berkey and he throw he literally throws it in my face like the cards hit me in in the shoulder <laughs> and fly off the table in his king eight of hearts so the best hand by far so as the cards are like flicking off my shoulder off the table i just very casually and calmly reach in the muck pull out seven six high and table it for him and he goes you fucking pussy you never bluff i go check to me on the river man i would have been all in yeah like what are you talking about he's jam the turn i'm like i'm like then he would have folded and you would have win in his face (laughs) i would have windmilled in his face too it's Uh, nice to hear that you guys are talking now that that was those were the only words spoken I windmilled like four bluffs in his face and didn't say a word. One of them, <laughs> <that's> so <laughs> awkward. One of, one of them, I just like slowly turned over. <laughs> like uh, like he knew he knew the mm-hmm. bad news as soon as he folded, yep. and I just like to, to, very casually uh, tabled it. Oh, there was man. he was doing like some wild shit, man. He like led into me on king eight three rainbow, just like leads right into me as the preflop aggressor. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> and then there was another one where. He check called, check called in a single raise pot, and there's like 2,500 in the pot, and he just bets 10K on the river. And Ace Jack makes the nuts, where it was like very clear that I could have Ace Jack, and at this point, he just can't. So I had Ace Nine, and I just like 4X raised him. (laughs) (laughs) So he bets four times the pot. I had 4X that, and then he just casually folds, and I'm just like, nah. Oh my God. (laughs) You fucking stink, guy. Oh, man. So yeah, I saw uh, I saw that there was a little gathering of the minds after after the session. It looks like they all get together with Joey for some drinks, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. some celebratory champagne. No, uh, what were they celebrating? I mean, they had a few laughs. <laughs> you know, they they uh, they were just getting after it. You know, the Airball G crew. Okay. Yeah. Team Airball, motherfucker. <laughs> Why wasn't it? <laughs> That's the question. That's so also, good. Like, nightmare blunt rotation. Oh my god. Those three. Could you imagine? I mean, I don't smoke, but like, <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to be trapped in that fucking circle. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, things are going well. Uh, when they made that video, I, I think he forgot there was eighty more hours to play in the match. It was his only <laughs> win, right? Th- I told you that's why he, like, that's why he played so tight, right? The, like for yeah, the last, yeah. for the end of the session, he wanted that moment because sure. he's never going to get that moment for again. For sure, it was unlikely. His, it was his World yes. Series, right? 
Uh, you play again I'm today? I got to have that. Me too. I, I love that, I for, love him. that for him. Oh my God, mm-hmm. I love that I for really you. Love I love that, that for him. I really Landonette. love that, love that for, you. for you. You uh, play again today, four o'clock? We do. Nice. Poor Lamanna, he didn't get the reference. Oh, what? He didn't get the, I love that for him. <laughs> yeah. He, he thinks it's the Landon <laughs> reference, which oh. it, it is, but it, in, yeah, in this was, instance, yeah, we're memeing Lynn. Oh, oh, sorry. She went when she was going through the coaching roster of Salt for Wild. She'd be like, uh, Andrew Brokus, 900,000. Whoever the, fuck, whoever that the is. fuck that is, <laughs> she uh, 900,000 <laughs> in, in earnings. I love that for him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, broke loser. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, we play again tonight. Um, striking distance of the million the real question now becomes what happens if and when we cross it right so the rules are do you think he'll quit at a million right that's the rule he can quit but doesn't have to i i honestly don't know after the first weekend i thought emphatically yes like i was just like this guy's in way too deep like he wants out Uh, honestly by the end of the third session on the first weekend even though i was only up 30k my read on him like physically and emotionally, everything else was like, this guy wants out bad. And then to no surprise, he got sick. Right. So like, I wasn't shocked at that, uh, chain of events. Now, after hearing like how much he has on the side, like, I don't know the exact number, but like he was open about it in Twitter spaces that he seemed to be betting himself pretty hard from his words that he has side action on himself. Yes. He said in, in a Twitter space that, uh, he took himself at the price so I don't know how much action that is, and I don't know. Uh, Talk <laughs> I don't about know, I don't know how he how big of a shovel he has to try to dig out. I'm saying, talk about throwing good money after bad. Like you're down a million, yeah, and then the, the clock is running out, and you're going to be like, "All right, I'm going to try to get this." Well, so that's kind of the on thing. The plus side, that's I imagine the time will task. matter, right? Like, say he gets stuck a million today, and we still have 40 hours left. Yeah. Maybe he keeps going. You'll have, you'll have 40 hours but after maybe today? With like, a little less. Maybe with like something. 15 yep. hours left and you're stuck mm-hmm. a million. You yeah, like at some point, yeah. at some point he has to just say like, okay, like I don't even know if I can get any of this back alone, all of it. Uh, you know, winning the side action doesn't really seem... Uh, yeah, I imagine there's just like a risk calculation there for him. Yeah. I also think there's a chance that like when he's stuck a million, he'll just say like, okay, I quit. Uh, now let's play 501k. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which would be fine because I would have, you know, a bunch an of extra, new money an extra million to, to take a bigger, <laughs> yeah. uh, bigger piece of myself at the higher stakes. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think it went a little bit unnoticed uh, when he went through that like tirade, that drunken tirade on, on Poker Go, uh-huh. calling me out, like wanting to play bigger. He's telling you to buy in more. Yeah. And he wanted to play bigger. And Doug was like kind of goading me saying like, you have the best of it. Like you should definitely up the stakes. Yada, yada, yada. It's like obviously like that's Fucking peanut gallery <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but obviously like that's not really all that reasonable especially at that point when i was only up 300 yeah because it's like well if we two and a half x the stakes i'm not suddenly gonna have more action on right. myself i mean actually that's a lie i would because i think i have a good understanding of like just how bad he is um like even even currently i was probably still way too conservative how big of a piece i took uh, so like, yeah, like playing a new match at higher stakes, I would be a lot more aggressive. But the big thing is, is that like once this one ends, I I'm... would for sure ask to buy a bigger piece <laughs> yes, <laughs> than I of have course. now. So I'm all for it. You got the courtesy friends way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like as soon as this ends, like what I'm 100% positive. 
positive of is no matter what happens moving forward, we'll never need another uh, arbitrator again because I will never put a time frame on it. Right. Like I'm just, I have no fucking interest whatsoever in doing X amount of hours moving forward. Like yeah. if he's in town and he wants to play, we'll play. If he's not, then we won't. Yeah, because, I think that's probably the best. Yeah, the scheduling was a fucking nightmare so far. Like him constantly trying to game the system in order to gain some sort of like less of a negative edge than what he possibly has. It's too much, man. It, it's just like, look, I get it. I see the spot now. I understand how blessed I am to be in it. And, you know, the win rate is obviously astronomical. So I should probably be bending a little bit more than I yeah, am. Yeah, I think you you are like, not so sure and then like a couple matches and you're like, oh yeah well i didn't realize it was just going to be a battle of like who knows things about poker yeah, yeah. right like, are you making roughly ten thousand dollars an hour currently but i don't think that's sustainable. that's not that right. right of course right. not but that's that's currently what's happening right but now. honestly like yeah five thousand hour actually might be um <laughs> close to my true win rate here uh, i'm honestly not sure uh, look Whatever, I don't, I don't want to blow or, or boast all that much because, like, again, exactly. I'm just not good I mean, it's at heads, heads up. up. It's right. still heads up. And like, it's, there's yeah. still high variance. I'm also just, like, not good. Like, I'm winning sheerly through what I believe to be my ability to exploit what I think he does badly. Yeah, but that's... That's what poker is, Better right? than most, <laughs> most people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, for sure. But, you know... <laughs> as good it, enough. <laughs> if he gets better, if he gets better, I get, I get hurt a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, this could swing still. Yeah, of you course. Know? Do you um, think Doug's still coaching him? I don't know, man. I feel like he's not. I don't know. Like, they both had choice words for one another at the table. That's exactly yeah, why I say there that. there was yeah. sort of like a bit of... It seemed like Doug maybe wanted to distance himself from oh, that This camp. guy couldn't possibly take any more L's yeah. than he has in the last three mm -hmm. weeks. Yeah, I mean, what a change in um, sentiment. <laughs> that's That's one way to put it. You know, like, just public sentiment is really he changed. went three weeks ago when this all began or i guess a month ago at this point every single day for a week he had a dunk video that was out right. most of them surrounding me some mm -hmm. some yeah, surrounding others there. but he was in the mix yeah. like he was rejuvenating his channel uh he was coming hard with the takedowns by the end of that week with the lead up to the first match and by the time the first match had had concluded his entire online persona had turned into poker dad like overnight yeah like immediately he starts shifting onto posting like scandal videos of ruske and like a like rehashing a bunch of stories from like three or four years ago like hey guys don't don't look at very generic yeah content. a mm -hmm. lot of walking back like i'm not actually helping airball i just said you know if he wants to run some hand histories by me i'll take a look yeah uh -huh. you know a lot of like walking it back a lot of distancing himself from the uh the sinking ship that he hitched his wagon to a lot of like you know not 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 a great look a lot of l's for the upswing crew yeah Ryan Fee hasn't tweeted in a month without getting absolutely bodied on Twitter. I don't know what he, he has to have like a masochism. Honestly, it's, just, it's, it's, it's actually getting hilarious to the point where yuck his yum. I'm not going to yuck his yum. You know what? Maybe he has a public humiliation kink. He might. We're yucking his yum. And that's rude you us. might be right. It's, it's, it's so funny to me that like it got to a point yesterday mm -hmm. where, so for like the last couple of weeks, he's been saying idiotic things about me and you know, I just reply, 
uh, honestly, what I'm doing is giving them a taste of their own medicine. I'm just replying like are, a troll. Yeah. And I'm basically, and I you know, think it's the, probably the best way to go. It's fun. I will it's say it's fun. Because you, you just, you don't have to get into their argument. Yeah. You, you can just Who be like, Who wants to have an intellectual debate on lame. Twitter? <laughs> <And then laughs> right. It's like, 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 yeah. It's like, <laughs> get those balls out of your mouth. Like, yeah, eat a dick. <laughs> uh, and so, like, that had, that had gone really well. One, one, I think I got like a thousand likes to his, like, 20 or some shit like that. But yesterday he posted something uh, in defense of Doug with regards to the Charlie Carroll. Uh, Twitter spaces debate, basically doubling and tripling down that, you know, Doug was absolutely right to make a video about this. That Charlie's tweet was completely out of left field and deserved to be criticized, et cetera, et cetera. And at that point, like, I just wanted to kind of test the waters to see just how easy it was and how unlikable he is to the general public. And I just replied and said, why must you show up daily for your ratio? Yeah. And it immediately got a 10 to one ratio. And people were replying with like, like get Doug's balls out of your mouth. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it got like screenshot yeah, a bunch. I mean, it's sort of a weird strategy by him. I gotta say, I don't really know what his like aim, like his goal is with the whole social media presence. Good sidekick, but it is very unique to uh, make your whole brand like kind of. Like Go ahead. sticking your tongue up another guy's ass, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. I'm not gonna yuck that yum for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I totally support like guys licking Tossing other salads. guys' asses, yeah, and it's fine for sure. But it's just an interesting strategy it, because it, he kind of seems to just be walking into ratios left and right, and he has no real like personal brand. His whole brand—I don't know—it's kind of weird to call it brand, but it, it is a yeah, brand. Yeah, his whole brand. He's is, just under the um, upswing umbrella. Well, his whole brand is Doug, so it's like right. sort of strange. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Like, it's very HCLE, right? Yeah. We see a lot of that out of out of that camp, where yeah. it's kind of like the all almighty uh, figureheads of of Ryan and Nick. Yeah, and just kind of like you know propping that up at every turn. Anytime you somebody shows some sort some of criticism, your own stuff, you know, like if you're constantly just like doing that, it becomes your whole thing, and then you're having random guys tell you to get balls out of your yeah so it's like a you gotta balance it that would be my feedback if i were his strategist well don't give him too much i won't i won't we're let out the, se- I won't let out the secrets <laughs> we're enjoying ourselves <laughs> um that, that does take us into the larger topic at hand which was uh a lot of shit went down in these twitter spaces man twitter spaces are the new thing they're, pr- they're pretty it i'm not they're gonna lie it. And I think um, that poker has needed like sort of a town hall type vibe for a while. Agree. So. I, I kind of think that that was uh, to some degree what we were hoping here, but it was never going to be a panel, right? No. It was always just going to be like, and let's... We, didn't, we don't really do call-ins. Exactly. Like, like we were never going to get the outside voices. It was always just going to be like, let's, let's bring up topics and discuss and then hope that it generates a conversation either on Twitter or in the comment section or whatever, right? Yeah. But Spaces really accomplishes... Well, something like communi- next level it's like a meeting ground yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah it's it, it, you're right it is very town hall ish yeah. right anybody can come in anybody can raise their hand right. maybe not everybody's gonna get to speak but you at least have the chance to yeah right mm-hmm. real pta type yeah. of vibe yeah. Yeah. you know <laughs> a lot of karens in there exact you know? same topics of conversation 100 <laughs> it really is just the exact same right uh. um so i think the first instance of spaces gone awry was uh the last time I had a 400k win over over Airball, 
and did a little bit of a victory dance in Dank Dankness's Oh, that uh, space. was the love that for him? Today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which obviously led to, uh, you know, a, a lot of a lot of pushback from the Lin side that, you know, eventually just kind of led to Deeb and maybe more so myself kind uh -huh. of, uh, you know, poking holes in uh, uh, what I consider to be a pretty poorly formed argument. Um, Is it weird to argue with your ex in front of like hundreds of people? Very uncomfortable. I, I was gonna say it can't so be that, that can't be a normal thing. Yeah, I feel so weird mm -hmm. doing that. Very uncomfortable, but it's it's different when you're defending yourself. I think. Right. Yeah. Like I would never provoke that. Mm -hmm. uh, right. I, I wouldn't even provoke it like subtly via a subtweet or something along those lines. I, I've never understood the people that you know uh, have a falling out in a relationship of some sort and then like you know tweet some melancholy thing where it's clear who they're talking about but oh they, yeah like a long platitude thing yeah. of like you know and i'm just gonna work on myself exactly now. yeah yeah <laughs> i can't can't do that it, what, what was so strange was having to go on the defense for somebody that like you know merely a week prior i would have considered someone close to me well it's very weird because the timeline of it it's like not like it's not like you had just broken no, up and then, two years like, you guys were like friendly for a yeah, while very like mm -hmm. So it's and you like she invited you on her podcast like it's just weird like it's it was it was very weird. strange it, it yeah. caught me off guard and I think that that's what allowed it to happen because otherwise it is very jarring and if you're if you're not taken aback and you're a little more critical you're just like okay this isn't the time or the place yeah but it kind of was the time or the place because it was a big audience that was like listening to somebody like say pretty shitty things about yeah. me which was also being reiterated from a week prior on Vertucci's podcast and then you know, the Airbology podcast or whatever, right? Well, it was the uh, Sparky smear campaign. It, mm -hmm. There was there was a solid week of it. And honestly, like, uh, thanks to everybody who's been, you know, vocally on my side, and this will carry into the Charlie conversation because like him, I can uh, very much relate to the idea of being supported quietly in the shadows and then being completely and utterly shit on and dragged publicly. I can't, like, I can't even count how many times you've, mentioned like oh this person dm'd me in support but like mm -hmm. they'll never tweet it <laughs> right which is like and it's always somebody who's like their word really matters like, somewhat, like a big person in the community yeah, yeah yeah like somebody who actually like could you know move the needle on public opinion um i think like after that week especially after that spaces the narrative had greatly shifted and it turned very like from my perspective anyway very differently where people were vocally supporting me seemingly across the board and the poker go game obviously helped that because it was just curated in a way where uh i i was i was just meant to play the hero role it's like you know there's there's no other right no matter how much doug tried to separate himself from it and no matter how much like everyone tried to say we're not in each other's camp at the end of the day it was cast as doug lynn airball and person versus berkey Right. Right. Like, and person didn't I mean, help that cause saying like, let's all put a 25 K bounty on his head and thought, yeah, let's do it. You know, that type of thing. No, no, I, no, I wish I actually might've made some fucking money. <laughs> um, but you know, as, as that began to happen, it was very clear that the narrative was publicly shifting heavily in my favor and very much shifting against Doug. And if you look at his content, it's reflective of that. Yeah. There was a video he put out with Brad Owen where Brad was kind of memeing Doug uh -huh. for picking on me so much or like for always, you know, making me the center of his content. And then they kind of tried to do some self-deprecating stuff. 
I thought it was funny, but I don't necessarily know that it landed all that well with his audience. It's not like right. it's a highly viewed video and it kind of like fell off and now they're just moving into like, let's talk about hands guys. Like what else is going on? Hey, I run this card room. Like don't look over here at this heads up match with this guy that I said's a fraud and doesn't know a thing about poker. Like heads up match that I instigated. Right. Like, <laughs> come yeah. back over here and, you know, give me back my authority yeah. to be good at the thing that you believe I'm good at. And it's honestly, I like his grandpa videos. Like I like the non the non controversial videos. Yeah. I think they're good. I yeah. mean, Thomas is obviously like a stellar editor. He's great. And but I I just don't watch his videos because like it's hard for me to like support someone who could just turn on me so right. violently one yeah, day. Yeah. Like it's scary. Mm -hmm. So um And I think that that's what was so important about this Twitter space that just happened. So uh, I know for a lot of people this probably came across as a bunch of children having a cat fight in a public space. But to me that wasn't what was happening at all. To me what I saw was an adult in Charlie who was very much hurt, both emotionally and in many other I mean, ways. He was viscerally upset. You yes, a hundred percent, and and justifiably so. Uh, so like e even outside of like the emotional pain that you know he potentially went through from the whole incident of uh, Doug making a video implying that Charlie's a pedophile, there's all the other aspects of it too. You're in the same community. You're in the same work place right so this may have affected charlie financially it may have affected him yeah. um you know in a myriad of other ways and there's some responsibility to take for that hearing charlie come in kind of on the offensive at first i was just kind of like well this is gonna get interesting because <laughs> mm -hmm. uh there's plenty that i disagree with with regards to like how charlie handles himself on on social media like i do think that uh, you know, he does a bit of engagement farming sometimes. I do think that he can tend to be a little bit uh, contrarian just for the sake of being divisive. Uh, there's a lot of overlap that I see between, uh, you know, many of the camps that I don't necessarily agree with. But I will say that, like, he at least appears and comes off as uh, more so when I hear him speak than when I read his tweets as a very thoughtful and mindful person. Somebody who puts more than two seconds into arriving at a conclusion and then digging his heels in. He also, I think, is capable of empathy. I mean, that's like a right. big... Like, there are people in the world that just aren't capable of empathy. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's important, too, to, to really acknowledge. Uh, not just the fact that, like, EQ is a characteristic that we all should relish and we should highlight the people that are, are much higher on that scale than lower, but also that there's a clear separation though they may be a bit synonymous there is a very clear divide between empathy and sympathy yes right and uh being empathetic does not necessarily mean the same as being sympathetic where uh you know you're, you're basically for lack of a better term excusing something well, the, the difference is like sympathy is more like oh, you're over there and I feel sorry for you. Whereas empathy is like, I feel you. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I can understand what, what you're actually like. going through. But, what, but what sympathy yeah. is more, it actually mm -hmm. has a bit of a distancing effect the, the, because the, it's like, yeah, oh, you're over exactly. there and I feel bad mm -hmm. for you. But like... The yeah. way it's always been uh, described to me or, or I guess like the description to me that I've always appreciated the most is sympathy is equivalent to pity. Uh, and empathy is equivalent to kind of getting your hands dirty getting yes. into the muck and trying Putting to better in there. Yeah. Trying to better understand, uh, something that you haven't quite experienced. Uh, so when he came in and he kind of challenged Doug, uh, 
and you know basically said like look i've i've given you millions of offers to hash this out in a public forum why haven't you accepted while you're challenging berkey to quote unquote remove himself from an echo chamber and join you in a heated debate and doug's response was just like i don't think you're a real person i know and man talk about taking the fucking bait mm-hmm. like from everything that happened thereafter, it's very clear. Charlie has had this conversation in his head oh, yeah. with himself. He's been wanting to hundreds say this of times. forever. Mm-hmm. Like it, the, he was very articulate about it because he probably rehearsed it in his head 100%. a hundred percent times. Mm-hmm. He predicted every response, and like I don't know if he meant to bait him into that, but man, it didn't take much because immediately Doug just says anybody who is utilizing their social media platform to promote or empathize with pedophilia is not somebody that I want to engage with. And like, that was it, man. The wheels are off. We're about to have a real tough combo. Not like a, a, <laughs> not Will, a Will Jaffe tough combo. Tough combo. Yeah. Like we're about this to have a, a real world right. adult tough combo. I thought that was really mm-hmm. good. Me too. I thought it was like, you don't really get content like that. That's so raw and agreed. just actually like hashing shit out that has been simmering and everyone has been sort of aware of like this dynamic and yeah. Just to have it hashed out live on air. Yeah. Because you could never plan that. You could never be like, hey, Bernie, come on with Doug and Charlie to talk not, about pedophilia. You're just going to have political responses. Like, you just have to be diplomatic about it if you have any time to prep. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, even though I don't think we reached any level of resolve, what, what to me was the biggest takeaway from all of this is that for many, many years, Doug has been portrayed as the the standard of poker content. And more importantly, he's been looked to as a leader and as an intellect. Even even uh, Rob, whenever he was calling me, Doug, and Airball all clowns. Smart clown. Yeah, he referred to Doug as the smart clown. I'm the nice clown and Airball's just a clown, right? <laughs> he's probably not far off, but like we might be able to have a little more debate on this smart clown aspect well smart is also like there are different kinds of intelligences so i feel like everyone sort of has a a meter of each type and yeah. doug might be really high in one section and yeah the, the smart rest... ass he's a smart ass clown. <laughs> well, uh, maybe Got not him. even that i, I just oh, think it's <laughs> <laughs> not a dad joke uh maybe not even that but it's just like uh, i think i think probably what rob was referring to is that he's a very a uh, very shrewd businessman who is smart about his tactics. Yeah. And we can all wholeheartedly agree with that. very calculated. 100%. For sure. But he hasn't been lately. That's the thing. As the wheels have fallen off and he's fallen out of the good graces of the people because bro humor isn't working for him anymore. Well, he's had a reign on the mob for a while. And I think the mob has just like gotten a little older, a little wiser, and a little more mature. Yeah. Right? And I think what mm-hmm. the biggest takeaway from this discussion is that Doug is just absolutely not capable of good faith debate. Not in any capacity, because he was given multiple opportunities to, at a bare minimum, show some shred of humanness. Dude, all, okay, wait, you, uh, Ryan, Ryan, you watch Real Housewives. Do you remember the episode where Luann calls Carol a pedophile? And then she texts her, hey, it's Luann. Sorry, I called you a pedophile. But there's like a screenshot of that. And I'm like, that's all he had to do. I think this was, be- I think say, this might, that might have been before. All he uh, had to say yeah, was, sorry, I called wow. you a pedophile. Literally would have been right. just the absolute bare minimum. Like, right, don't get me exactly. wrong. I still think that he would have had 
a lot of things to answer for. He but doubled and tripled down when somebody, on, on this stance, which was When somebody wild. who you can literally hear the hurt in their voice opens yeah. up about... My heart was breaking for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, like Charlie absolutely opened up about a very traumatic event that happened to him in his childhood. It's the most traumatic thing that can happen to a person. Right. Like for it, sure as a child. It's absolutely. Yeah. Like it's it's just like you to even not be able to like step outside of your own paradigm for one second and just be like that's horrendous mm -hmm. and like Right. Right. I and, hear you. Right, even just yeah. saying I hear you right. would be like better than what happened. Right. And, and I mean, it never got further than a yeah, but, right? So it's like, you know, Charlie is basically being vulnerable in front of hundreds of people, now thousands, yeah. admitting one of the most awful things that can happen to a child and saying that, like, to call me the embodiment of the thing that ruined me yeah. is one of the most detrimental things that you could do to another human being. And Doug just responded with like sheer and utter coldness. Yeah. Of like, but you said that pedophiles. It's like he deserve really, empathy. Well, I think that his first thing where when he said you're not a real person, it just stayed there. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. the basis that he's working off of. Like yeah. he can't see that as valid or like hear it. I don't even think he hears it. Like it's just noise to him right because he, he doesn't see that as a real human being well he yeah because he doubled and tripled down right so later charlie and him re-engaged and he brought up the absolute the actual tweet and charlie said yeah i, I you know that's what i've been saying i could have worded it better but like yes i i do believe this in most clinical i mean he went as far as saying it's, it was a punt he shouldn't have right yeah definitely a platform where he can be right. more nuanced yeah. Like, right. and yeah and, that's and true. doug's reply was uh, I just think that you were farming for engagement and that this was an extreme take that deserved to be dunked on. And it was like, I, I had no choice. Like I was sitting by planning on not getting involved because I didn't want to make it about me, especially right. after Charlie admitted something like that. Like yeah. there's, there's no... You just give him his space to talk. Not only that, but like there, there isn't really... Uh, and yeah, what about this? kind of response yeah. because yeah. it's like nothing nothing that doug has ever done to me is nearly th that bad right right but the template's the same and i just felt compelled to kind of step in and say like look man um this is consistent with you and your brand across the board and you can have whatever opinion it is that you want but for you to just give no benefit of the doubt when somebody says something that you deem to be relatively extreme demonstrates that you absolutely act a certain way when you've decided that you have no respect for another person. And with Charlie, it's very clear that you don't respect him. You're like, allowed you don't to even need to respect somebody to like see them as a human being. Well, that's the thing with, with him. Um, the second that there's no respect, you're a target because that's, that's what generates clicks. Yeah. It's why Daniel was a target for years. It's why Helmuth was a target for years. It's why Daniel's not a target now. Because Daniel stepped up and played him in his... Re Imagine that that's the barometer for earning Doug Polk's respect. Be really good at Heads Up No Limit. It has nothing to do with Daniel as the person. and nothing to do with his integrity, his character, his 25 years in the industry prior. None of that mattered. He was worthy of being absolutely you eviscerated. You pay Doug a million dollars and he will respect you. Right. But once he was willing to step up to high stakes, no limit, heads up, 
and accept the challenge of playing somebody who's 10x his skill set. Uh-huh. Doug says, I respect that, man. I won't dunk on you anymore. Yeah. yeah. I have a lot of respect for you as a competitor. It's like, you what a fucking joke. Because they did that first part um, live. Yeah. 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 And again, brought the same energy that you would expect. Like, uh, I, I just think that, like, ultimately, whenever we were debating whether or not it would be good for him and I to do a first take like show, I kept saying, like, I can't get over the fact that, like, Doug has no respect for me and the things I've accomplished in this industry, but says he has respect for me as a person. He thinks as you're a person. fraud, but he wants to do a show with you. Right. Yeah. Well, because it's clicks. Uh, and I said in return, like, I respect him as a player, but I have no respect for him as a man. Yeah. And the fact that we disrespect each other on different levels means that we could never in a million years have a good faith discussion. And everybody watching is like, yeah, that's what's entertaining about it. It's like, you're all sick <laughs> if you just want to watch two grown men have yes. a, a well, bad faith that's argument. That's the crux of it is that the American audience is all sick. Yes. Right. <laughs> but like good faith arguments are fascinating to watch. Yeah. Right. If you've ever watched uh, like Sam Harris debate Jordan Peterson about the existence of God, that's a fascinating yeah conversation mm-hmm. yeah. even if you like hard dislike or disagree with someone I like mean, i don't like jordan peterson personally i don't right. think bad faith arguments are fun to listen to they're horrible they're very frustrating because it's just like you never get anywhere and then like there's always some sort of immature tactic right of, like, at the end of it you're just like why did i waste yeah, my time and it's just like and, it's just yeah. frustrating because you mm-hmm. want to make the person like have a good faith discussion right. and right. then they won't so, so much of the energy annoying. is actually spent on trying to reframe the argument into something of good faith that you ever, never really get points across. Yeah. And I felt like that was what I was trying to to do in this instance with Doug and Charlie, where, you know, he kept pushing back and I would give other for instances, like, okay, say a woman tweets something about abuse. Would you ever in a million years just dunk on that, assuming that she's never been abused? It's would like, you of call course her a not. Pedophile? No. Right. <laughs> right. Or would you, you know, whatever. To but be then, fair, sorry. Good. Did did Doug actually call Charlie a pedophile? He'll I, I never, feel like, I he'll never directly call right, anybody that, yeah, anything. He said he, like, he said he was a sympathizer to, to pedophiles. No, 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 no. He, no. Okay, he just so, implies it. Uh, mm-hmm. On the Poker Go stream... That's what I was just going to bring up. Yeah, on the Poker Go stream, we were talking about something, and uh, we were talking about kids or something like that, and then Charlie. And well, he goes, fascinating that we're going to go from Charlie Carroll to kids. Wink, wink. Yeah, oh, okay. and yeah. then See, that's Rob not, was like, yeah, what do you yeah, mean? And cool. he was like, well, you know, like... Yeah. Because exactly he, he'll just always dance around it so that he doesn't get himself into any legal issue yeah but you know the implication is very strong and obvious to anybody who's familiar yeah, with the back a, and forth it's a bully joke right exactly it's a bully joke exactly um yeah so like when it all was said and done uh you know he didn't want to walk anything back uh i offered him a final like branch where it was just like do you think in any world you are wrong <laughs> to stand by the fact that uh, you trashed Charlie over this tweet. He just goes, no. I mean, I would just, I Amazing. feel like I would feel very, well, I first, I, I guess it's just a different paradigm. I, I just think that's such, such a terrible experience for Charlie to go through, no matter what you think of him or what your opinion of him is. It's just like to have gone through that as a child and then to be accused of it on such a large platform on no basis like if we really made a big leap to call him a pedophile mm-hmm. from that right to be honest and, of course. Of course. and i mean i just can't imagine that that must have been like so damaging to his mental well-being for quite a, a long time and i'm sure this was for probably sure. very like cathartic had to be 
mm-hmm. for him. But yeah, it had to be. I mean, I don't know. It's just fucking terrible. It is. It, it, it's honestly awful. But I think that the small win that Charlie and the community at large can can have is that what becomes clear in, in Doug being unwilling to engage in a good faith argument is that Doug isn't interested in the truth ever. Uh, he's interested in pushing his narrative. He's interested in creating his content in a meaningful way to himself that will accomplish what it is that he's trying to accomplish. Even Fee was on that space at one point. Basically, uh, and Dankness was trying to make him understand how awful it was that Doug put out that hit piece video for me or, or against me or whatever. Uh, oh, he was trying to make the argument that it was a gift to you. Exactly. Like, oh, I'm sure you guys... We're like, oh, what can we do to gift Berkey? Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> yeah. That was their end goal. Was just, yeah. just to yeah, drive sure eyes to solve for why. Right, and and you know, uh, Will was just basically like, no, like clearly the video was made as a hit piece. The whole point was to suppress Berkey as, uh, you know, a a respectable member of the community, and make him look like a complete fool. And Fee was just like, you guys just don't get it, man. Like you're not, you're not, you're not opting in. It's like, yeah, no one opted in, man. And he's no one like, wants this. he's like, you know, it's all, he's basically like, it's all the work. All you have to do is, uh, then clap back. And then it just becomes this like rivalry and drives it eyeballs just to bothers both. bothers me the implication that it, they did it as some sort of gift to you. Right. Of course. Like they, that was obviously not the intention. And even if it ended up being that way, that was your own doing. Like they didn't help with that. Like right. they wanted to bury you. There's no <laughs> And they part, did for a little bit. Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> there's no part of either fee or Doug. And maybe not even like of Lynn or Airball either, whenever you're talking about people who are adjacent to this. Uh, there's no part of them that sees it through any other lens other than this is the fastest path to growth. Like, I kept basically saying, like, uh, if this is a gift, I don't want it. Yeah. Like, I'd rather just grow organically myself. Okay, like, hey, here's a fucking slower. bag of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it and, has a candle on it, so. Right. And he's like, he's like, I actually genuinely believe you that, like, you don't. Uh, you don't want to do things that are compromising for money, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I just think it's fucking stupid. Yeah, he basically was just calling you dumb for not being completely bottom line driven. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, like, there are people in this world who are like that, and that's fine. But, like, it, it's, it, not it, everyone needs to be that way, and if everyone was that way, the world would be dystopian. It is fine, but... <laughs> where the line in my opinion is drawn is it's not about the being bottom line driven. Like we all should be trying to uh, be successful at what it is that we do. And money is the way that we keep scores. So like being able to run up your riches is worth something. It's when you're, it's when you compromise your character or your morals in the process. Yeah. And like, that's an afterthought seemingly for everyone involved. Like it's not even a consideration. I don't think that you have to have character and morals in order to (laughs) compromise it. Fair. You know, fair. Yeah. I mean, like if if you you don't have any, you're unbound, like it's free. You just get to, do whatever you it's want, true. step on whoever you want, and you don't feel any guilt or any conscience about it because you don't have empathy and, and you don't have a conscience. Yeah, so it's funny care. in these moments he, he how honest he is, right? Like he is very honest about that. I'm doing this just for the money, right. or like uh, you see a world where you could ever be wrong. No, like he's just like it's it's wild to me that I don't even think well, he realizes for him. right. Yeah. But that but that's why I'm saying like it's it's 
crazy to see him so uncalculated. Mm-hmm. Like the last he's few off weeks. His game. Yeah, the last few weeks. Between, right, he's way be- out of his comfort zone. He doesn't have an editor behind him. He, he controls everything on his YouTube channels. Mm, when he's in the, the spaces, space, that's like, right? When you're in the spaces, you're just out there on an island on your own. True. You have to, you know, you have to. It's hard you have to, to spin in the right, spaces. Right, it's hard to spin, right? Of course. You don't, <laughs> you have, don't have funny Thomas adding nope. in funny memes. Exactly. His, his right, tweets, too. Right. If, if you go look at his timeline over the last couple of weeks, assuming he didn't delete anything, like his tweets are like very tone deaf. To the criticism that he's uh taking on yeah well he came when i i did a spaces after the high stakes poker he came in and just was expressing how he was like upset that there was a lot of backlash he sounded very distraught and upset i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. he sounded not in good spirits after reading the comments <laughs> i'm just holding like, in laughter because of what you actually said I know. <laughs> but <laughs> i wish we could screenshot me and landon's back and forth or just like Bro was crying. Bro was distraught. <laughs> bro, bro had tears. But no, like in all seriousness, like he uh-huh. he was very upset at the feedback, and I just kind of said, like, well, it wouldn't be as talked about if there wasn't negative feedback too. Like if it was, if you only distilled down the positive comments, right. this wouldn't be a popular stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to take. You can't just expect. What are we doing here? I he's been content much longer than I have. I would think that like that would be kind of, but I guess he's just used to a very loyal, um, doting fan base. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is until it isn't, and I hope that this is the the changing of the guard. I hope that this is uh, where things kind of shift because I think there are a lot of good people in this community that deserve a spotlight that he's kind of been hogging for far too long. And it makes me kind of wonder, like, uh, not that they have any responsibility to any of this, but like. You know, he accused me of being in an echo chamber and like himself uh, wanting to promote one where he's challenged. But yeah, I don't see that at all. I mean, his whole point was like that you have a podcast that everyone is like yes manning and agreeing with you and that you just want to like talk and. Well, I mean, I've said that to you sometimes, sure. but but it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean- but it's like. it's a different you're not trying to host a debate show right right that's the whole Mm -hmm. thing like this is modeled off of pat mcafee yeah where they just shoot the shit it's the water cooler and people like to listen to it because it's easy listening they like to listen to it on their drives it's a different type of content than this hot debate hot take that's the thing it's not like we're bringing up a bunch of controversial topics like what what are we going to disagree on whether or not the pirates are going to be good like yeah conrad and i fight all the time about the jets and the steelers but like (laughs) it's fun it's fun disagreements like how much depth is there to these conversations right right. if we got into some like deep political stuff or something there'd be there would be arguments yeah there would would be right of course because people have different stances no one no one from my point of view wants that no no like nobody wants us to sit here and hash out our political beliefs right it's not a sustainable podcast model because you get you're gonna end up hating each other right and then what's the podcast there's no podcast anymore right From, from my point of view one of the big reasons why this dynamic was desirable to me and i thought achievable is because one i like everybody involved and i assume that that's mutual Eh. and two (laughs) (laughs) two you're all right right, i think i think like one of the most important aspects to developing any sort of like long-lasting relationship is conflict resolution Mm -hmm. so it's like can we all find ways to disagree with one another and still remain respectful without there being so much tension in the air yeah that somebody wants to storm off the set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, maybe it looks like it's an echo chamber and that everybody's yes manning me 
because when we disagree we find ways to do so in a pretty amicable way yeah and there's also like a lot that gets fleshed out i think beforehand or like yeah that's why we have a five minute countdown we are Mm -hmm. all always talking to each other right Mm -hmm. so it's like the things that we talk about on air we've already probably talked about yeah before right so it's kind of like we've gotten the initial maybe fire of disagreement out but usually there really isn't we just don't really like hate each other enough to fight all the time Mm -hmm. also just like look at look at the topics of conversation like what 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 are you gonna have lamana do like clap back and say nah man airball's got a shot in this thing yeah right yeah he does right exactly it's like uh Mm No man, I don't think there should be any security on in streams. Some some of the most watched <laughs> stream of the, games should just be a free for all. Some yeah. of the most watched uh, streams that we had were during the HCL scandal. Yeah, and Christian was absolutely against my side the entire uh-huh. time, and like mm-hmm. it was fine. I've disagreed with you on air a lot. I called. Yeah, I said you sure. had an eating disorder. That's like so <laughs> rude. It's just me. Like he should uh. just watch that episode. Watch the eating because right. Brutus yeah. and I were both. Yeah, we were kind of on the we same were, page. We were both against you when we were calling you eating disorder. I can't help that you two are gluttons. By the way, <laughs> it's a control. What? It's a control issue. It's I not thought, maybe yeah. just yeah. I yeah. thought you were fucking cutting. I come home to. I'm not cutting anymore. Yeah, we and that know. lasted like two days. Less. It's, uh, fucking well, crumble was I there within fast, minutes. Okay. I I started to see a little muscle definition. I was like, sure. all right, back on the bolt. <laughs> Just God order a couple. The only person bulking in the house is Rudy. Oh my God, my dog—he really is a demon. Yes, he is. Demon Gate is true. Uh, like he, I know, he steals anything. He took and he keeps taking those beef jerky packets out of my garbage again. To What's just left? Nothing. But he keeps licking them. He took. He ate all of Landon's uh, birthday cake, aka pork butt. Oh yeah, he ate like <laughs> what is that? Like four pounds of pork. It was a lot. Just, it was a lot. He had crushed. to have eaten like ten thousand pounds His or sorry, ten thousand calories of meat in like two days. <laughs> <laughs> and then he took ten packs of your beef jerky. Yeah. Took them all up to my room. Yeah. How did he get them all up there I think individually? He took the package to my room and opened it in there. Genius. He's he knows that there's something. He also good in ate there. the leftover crumble cookies, which I was thankful for, the but I was really mad ate. when I got home. He's been like really ravenous. I should maybe take him to the vet or something. Like, is something Matt? Like what was that him? almond milk you guys were going back and forth about? I remember you and Melissa were talking about oh, some oat, milk. Oatly. Oatly. Oh, yeah. and it had sugar. Or it didn't have sugar. No. Palm oil. Yeah, I was I was saying it wasn't, or I was saying it was processed. I it's think it's not healthy. Yeah. It's not a health food. Yeah. But I like it and regular milk gives me diarrhea. I, I also uh not to not to get this debate started again, but like I'm very confused at the <laughs> idea of milking an oat. What do you mean? You don't know how it works? No. You it blend like you, the oats and, and then, then add you water. It. Yeah, it's just yeah. water and oats blended. That doesn't sound anything like milk to me. But that just sounds like, like oat water. Milk well, is it's just the same thing with opaque. like almond almonds, right? You, I, you yeah. press it and then you get and you soak the juice, them, yeah. you press it, mm-hmm. you blend it up. It's all the same, not milks. Milk is just an but opaque with, white. With the almonds, <laughs> right, but, right. but with the almonds, you're actually getting the almonds. With the oats, you're not. Yeah, you are. You're, you're getting the you're oats run off. Almonds? What piece of almond are you eating? They crush them up, or they 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 blend them up. Yeah, but what it's, it's the worth? runoff. Oat, oat milk uh, tastes much better than almond milk. Yes. Yeah, right. coconut milk is the best. Thicker. So we can all agree with coconut that. Coconut right? milk is really good, but it's not good with everything. Like. There are certain things I don't know. I'll make some mac and cheese with oat milk sometimes. Okay, yeah, mac and cheese with coconut, coconut milk coconut would be milk a little. You're right. I, but coconut right. milk's really good. Like I've I've recently switched to a coconut almond or coconut oat blend. 
Okay. Like I'll have to try coconut. I don't think I've ever had it. It's remember. good, but when you recall. drink it, you expect mm -hmm. it to be sweet because it's coconut mm -hmm. and it's not. So it's a little jarring yeah. to like drink it. <laughs> mm. Michelle's on the on the oat milk uh, train because she's like you with uh, with regular milk and um, <laughs> probably <laughs> it's, it's not it's not a good Does situation. Michelle with... fart around you? No comment. <laughs> yes, I'm just wondering because I know there we've had this she conversation has. so I mean, many times on, we, on I mean, this podcast. Obviously, we've but... lived together for eight years. Like. Well, yeah, I know, but my, like, there's some couples that won't, you know, for years Ever. and years that it's just, it'll maybe slip out, but they yeah, make it a, a little, point to that's not. That's a little ridiculous. Yeah, like, just don't, actually, don't acknowledge like, it. I yeah. am kind of jumping on that. I'm actually jumping on that train to just to update the loyal podcast listeners who were very, you know, enriched by my dating life and my, my romantic gestures and tendencies. I think I've jumped, I've changed and okay. I think I am team no fart. Don't talk about gross stuff because I talk about that with everybody. Right. So there has to be you one person in yeah. the world that I don't talk about that stuff with and that I'm just a prim proper <laughs> lady with. I agree. And that keeps a bit of the mystery and the. We're, we're fun. Look, look at us. I, look at, look us. at that. See? Who would have thought? Who would have thought mm -hmm. would get here? But yeah. Goddamn echo chamber is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually on team that I, I love gross humor and gross shit, but I think there's something to keeping the magic alive. I, I'm going to, I'm going to tell, mean, I, I'm going to tell an anonymous story. Go I ahead, no, I, was, uh, I agree with that. Like, like shouldn't be just telling like shit jokes. You know, I'm non -stop not going to be shitting like, open door. Yeah. Right, like, right, right. I'm going to tell an anonymous story on the way out of here. Uh, I was, I was dating someone and I woke up the next morning and she was like horrified. I couldn't figure out why. And like, we didn't text for like a couple of days uh and i was just like what what happened like what i thought we were good you know and then eventually she just messages me and goes i know you heard me fart in my sleep and i go what and she's like i know you i know you i know you heard me fart in my sleep it woke me up like there's no way you <laughs> didn't hear it me, yeah. and i was like i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> and she's like oh my god i've been so embarrassed for days i don't want to talk <laughs> to you because i was positive you heard me fart <laughs> oh in my, my sleep oh my god she probably thought uh, you were like done with her because she farted. Yeah, I had no idea. I was just like, no, if you hadn't acknowledged it, would still be uh, would still be fine. But yeah, here we I've are. Yeah, I've done that. I mean, it's hard when you're sleeping. Sure, of course. Uh, big shout out to Chin who hit us with a super chat. He said, "Charlie, I'm so sorry all this happened to you. Listen to the tape and felt the pain in your voice. Brave of you to step up in front of hundreds of people and voice all your negative experiences." I know you wanted more public support, so here you go. We appreciate that, Chin. Yeah, thanks, Chin. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I got the uh airball match again tonight we're gonna be playing from 4 p.m until what's six hours 10 30 p.m uh pacific so if anybody's around the resorts world area feel free to stop by say hi come on in the room and Finish hang out him. he'll appreciate it we're gonna try to get to a mill ball today uh thank you guys so much be sure to like subscribe leave some comments below let us know what you thought about this debate say hello to melissa she's been back uh now that we're on the skeleton crew we'll be back tomorrow I believe noon. I got to clear it with Brent, but I think Brent and maybe Platt will be joining us again. And then, of course, on Wednesday, we will have Strat Chat with Matt, where we'll cover all of these fun hands. Strat Chat with Matt's. Ah, I see Matt what you did there. Chats with Matt's. Strat's Chats with Matt's. All the fun <laughs> hands from this past weekend, where hopefully we have a million to uh, be celebrating. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you then. Peace.